Hey guys, welcome to How Not to Be a Dick When Going Out to Eat. I'm Summer. I'm Heather. Now let's get our shift started. Come on, just stab your tickets. Coming in corner. It's so cold in here. Can you turn the heat up? Hey, can you put the game on the TV? 86 Salmon. Hey there, friends. Uh, we're happy you made it back for season two finale, which is uh, pretty sad. I don't know how it's over already. Like, yeah. this season went really fast. It did go really fast, you know. That's when you're having a good time. It, that's true. That's true. I mean, therapy makes life go fast, right? <laughs> and this is our, definitely our therapy, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, also, we hope you guys had a, a great time celebrating America, America. earlier this week. Uh, my dogs hated every fucking firework for, mm -hmm. you know, the several days after and the several days leading, leading up to up, it. Yeah, yeah they, th they thought like Armageddon was happening, mm -hmm. which is super fun for me. But yeah, so speaking of Myrica, we're going to continue to celebrate the history of it. Uh, we're going to get our nerd on and discuss the history of restaurants in America. We're joined by my dear cousin Lindsay, who has been in the restaurant industry for 15 years and the education industry for 15. Welcome. Hi everyone! Yeah, she's she gonna learn us. We're gonna learn good today. Getting education. Yeah, we're gonna get that education. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. So I did a lot of research, and it was I was actually talking to Heather before we started recording that uh, it was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was back in high school days of like doing a, a report. I'm gonna do a little presentation. <laughs> doing, yeah, doing like my little book report. I was thinking about making a poster, but obviously <laughs> since this is not video, that would have been a waste of time. No, you did. It was really, it's really great. Oh, you just can't see it. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I did. I put that effort in, guys. Mm -hmm. A plus on the poster, Summer. Yeah. yeah. No fucking glitter though. <laughs> no. As we've discussed several times, mm -hmm. which is hilarious thinking back that we have discussed glitter quite glitter a few comes times. Up a lot. We talk about in a herpes. restaurant podcast. We talk about herpes yeah. and crafts on the show a lot. Yeah, I'm glad you added in of crafts <laughs> to them. Um, yeah, so you know what we think of as restaurants is not exactly how it started out. Uh, obviously, uh, in our beautiful country here, they, they kind of started with inns and taverns, which is you know every movie of back in the day kind of shows that. Yeah, the creaking, yeah. like half door. Yeah, and everybody turns around and looks at the cowboy. Uncomfortable yeah. chairs. Yeah. yeah. Roaring fireplaces. Right, yeah. That's where pub comes from, right? Public yeah. house. Like, yeah. that's where it started. Yeah, it did, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, like, the term uh, restaurant didn't even come to America until, like, late 19th century. We didn't think of it. It came from we stole France. It from France somewhere. and England and all that. Yeah, we stole it. But yeah, during the early days of America, the first restaurants existed in guest house and taverns. They usually included the meals, drinks, and a room to stay in. And uh, my favorite part about this history is there was no menu. You got whatever the mm. fuck they served you. It's like your mom's house. Yeah. You didn't get a choice. Yeah. You didn't have uh, some, some waitress walking up to you going, oh, what would you like? Oh, did you want to <laughs> add avocado to that? You want no peppers? Nah, motherfucker, you get what you get. <laughs> Um, so I did a little bit of reading because I knew a little bit about this. So the food that was offered would have obviously varied greatly based on where you were located. And a lot of it would have been salted pork, like, and super salty because salt preserved pork, not right. like ham with salt on it. Yeah. Whatever could be hunted, but more likely whatever could be easily trapped 
So like frogs, turtles, kind of anything. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't be a lot of beef because cows are hard to raise. And trap. Yes. Very <laughs> much probably really hard to trap. That's Your probably... burger's going to take a while. Summer's going to go catch this cow first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it would have been like not traditional food as we think of it now. Yeah. Um, lots more small animals. People were not trying to like slaughter their chickens all the time because they use them for eggs and like to produce more chickens. Mm. And then beverages, like especially as cities began to grow or people began to kind of like spread out and not live near a source of fresh water. Water was not a normal beverage. Milk was not a normal beverage. Uh, Most beverages available would have been beer, cider, wine, mead, some distilled beverages, and like everybody of all ages would have been drinking those. Yeah. Yeah. It was a party, man. (laughs) First of all, because like it's fun, right? But also because it was safe to drink. Yeah. So yeah, and also work would have stopped around the lunch meal because everybody was drunk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh work does stop when everybody's drunk. (laughs) That seems fun. Yeah. Like a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I like, I can picture myself in a past life being a barmaid at one of these taverns Mm -hmm. where like some drunk idiots being annoying and it's just like this big lady behind the bar that's like get the fuck out <laughs> i've seen you do me. that in this decade <laughs> that's true that's true that's because of so a past life you were probably really good at it yeah oh no i know i was yeah. um so yeah and it was also one of the few careers outside of the home that was like acceptable yeah. for a woman yeah um to own their own business or to be working as part of a family business yeah. in a, a tavern or an inn. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Like yeah. powerful mm-hmm. ladies yeah. making that paper or right? that whiskey mm-hmm. or those coins. You yeah, know, it, wasn't it does paper. make me think about how we've talked about like unwanted attention from guests and people hitting on you. And yeah. if they're paying for food, a drink and a place to spend the night, I can imagine they felt entitled that yeah. much more to hitting on you yeah, because probably. it's like, if we're all both here anyway, Right. Till morning. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I'll be like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> well, I couldn't find anything, any research on that, but I would imagine that is what happened. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I was trying to figure out what the first restaurant in America was. Uh, obviously, there's gaps in the actual history of it. You know, people didn't always keep track of info. So, you know, people like to burn shit all the time, so I'm sure there's some records that have been lost throughout our history. Uh, but from what I found, Samuel Cole opened Cole's Inn in 1634, making it the first tavern in America. Uh, it was located in Boston. But what was even more interesting is uh, the White Horse Tavern in Rhode Island uh, started serving guests in 1673, and it is still in operation today. I want to go there. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's the longest running restaurant tavern in America. Sounds so awesome. It's still kind of looks at the menu, look pretty good. So it's not quite fine dining, but it's definitely not casual dining either. So tablecloths and such. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it's a it's got the same like colonial look on the outside, and I'm sure they've updated a whole bunch of stuff on the inside. But hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't go in there thinking you're probably gonna watch a football game or anything. Right. So yeah, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. It's really cool. Maybe take a, a drive out there to Rhode Island and have some food and some drinks. You know. Yeah. So uh, then we move on to like fine dining restaurants. You know, with the tablecloths and you know the menus. 
So this was a concept designed by the French in the mid to late 18th century. You know, even though we were late to the ball, America brought it over in the late 19th century. Fine dining restaurants brought the idea of menus as well. But I do still have a sneaking feeling that you didn't get to get, like, caring the shit out of it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you still had what you were given. I don't think we invented Karen's quite yet. No, not quite yet. Women were probably still supposed to be seen and not heard in public. Yeah, actually, a lot of the information on these fine dining restaurants in that time, like, women, like, single women or unescorted women were not served in these style (laughs) of restaurants uh, until the invention of Ladies Ordinary in 1839. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was was a separate dining room. So they had to eat, like, away from the rest of the group. Because, you know, us unmarried women were just, like... Yeah. Be dining with... Oh, yeah. Be very distracting. Yeah. Because of our boobs. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I think, so, Delmonico's in New York is generally considered to be the country's first fine restaurant, mm-hmm. which opened in 1838. So, I looked up Delmonico's menu. Yeah. First of all, they, so, it still wasn't like, hey, come into this restaurant and do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, you would have, like, eight to ten minutes for a course, and once the time was up, the waiters just, like, took your plate away and brought you the next one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You were still at like someone else's mercy for enjoying your your yeah. meal here, but let me um let me take a look here. So they had soups, some side dishes, which it seems like it was a lot of pickled items: mm. celery, radishes, olives, Blech. tinned fish, sardines, tuna, stuff like that. Mm. Fish, something called ready, which looks like a big entree. Entrees like half chickens, pigeon, because you know. You get a hankering for some pigeon. Uh, well, then pigeon and radishes. A lot, a lot of pigeons in New York. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got terrapin, which is just like, that's a turtle, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Snipe. Duckling. That would take me more than 10 minutes. To um, yeah, plate. right? What yeah. if they were just like, hey, no. Oh, no You've I had enough of that it. chicken, <laughs> sir. I mean, I am opposed if anybody goes to smack my hand, but if somebody's taking my food away from me, they're probably going to meet a hangry fucking fat chick who's going to start smacking <laughs> Hands, but like, there were like several courses. I think it, like oh, seven okay. courses. I mean, I guess as long as you're you're taking the plate, as long as you're bringing me another one. A new one, yeah. yeah. Um, some desserts. Looks like some fancy cheeses as well. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I love I me some fancy, cheeses. fancy cheese, or mm-hmm. honestly, just cheese, shredded cheese out of the bag. But I don't yeah. think they serve that at Delmonico's. No, so probably not. not. Probably not. Probably I do not. like a business model of like I decide when you're done, and I can, yeah. I give you the check. Yeah, turn leave. those tables. That'd yeah. be great. Let's go. Yeah, time to get out. Your but conversation's yeah. boring, or you're rude. Get out of here. Right, yeah. Uh, but even, like, when they opened the fine dining restaurants, they still included the hotel room, because it was a hotel. Mm. Uh, but most of them were still hotels where you were eating, and then you were staying there. It wasn't until 1844 when the European plan of charging separately for meals was implemented here. Hmm. Delmonico's and then Antoine's and New Orleans were the first to adopt the standalone restaurants, though, where they were not part of a hotel. So that's why a continental breakfast is included versus a European meal is not? Yeah, okay. that would be my hmm. assumption. I learned uh, during my research that the word for restaurant means like restore. Hmm. I thought that was really nice. You know, this hmm. is a podcast about not being a dick when you go out to eat. So we're a little sarcastic, which is cool because that's how the industry mm-hmm. works. Yeah. But like at the best of times in the service yeah. industry, it's like, hey, come on in here. Yeah. I want to give you a good time. Let you relax. 
Hmm. Get you a good meal, yeah. and you feel restored when you leave, and you yeah. restore my wallet on your way out. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, oh, that's so so nice. That's, that's so really, nice. It's a nice awesome. concept when you think of that. Yeah, and that uh, that's not real life anymore. But no. Yeah. no, no. It also makes sense why so many hotels have restaurants. Yeah, them, or like nicer ones at least. Yeah, still have yeah. like a, a dining room or yeah. something. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, the early twentieth century brought American a new explosion of flavors due to the influx of immigrants and migrant workers. Hey, shout out to immigrant immigrants and migrant workers because yeah. here's yeah, the deal: yeah, who makes the industry go go round? They do. A lot of immigrants and migrant workers. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was about that time that diners were introduced to, like, Chinese-American cuisine and Mexican cuisine. Uh, and, I mean, who doesn't love some Chinese and some Mexican food? Mm-hmm. Like, I could eat Mexican food every day of the fucking week. Mm, little Chinese food when it's cold yeah. out. Yeah. Hot and sour soup. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, but my favorite part of this changing of the restaurants, it is the uh, same century that my soulmate and the only thing I can't survive without besides my dog came over to us. Italian food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Italy. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much to the Italian immigrants that brought us <laughs> all of that wonderful goodness. All the pastas. Pasta. All the pastas. Cheese. All the garlic. Yes, mm. the sausages. Fuck. Mm. Yes. Alfredo. You know, I don't Thanks eat Alfredo. enough. I don't eat enough Italian food. Mm-mm. I need to. That's true. Yeah. I think maybe I need to eat Italian food right now. Yeah. <laughs> should have made some lasagna. You really oh, should have. Oh, man. Well, that's a missed opportunity. Lasagna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next time, next time, yes. Yeah, so then uh, in the mid-20th century, we kind of uh, had a culture switch into how dining was. Uh, introduction of lunch counter dining, fast food, and franchise restaurants. So, yeah, lunch counters, that's such an interesting concept to go from like tablecloth, tuxedo, fine dining, and even before that, like, here's your fucking food and get out of my face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Lunch counters were mostly set up in, like, five and dime stores. So it'd be, like, five to ten chairs at a counter at, like, a CVS. And people just come in in the middle of their day, have a seat, sandwich, potato item, ice cream, drink. Get whatever you need from the store and leave. And honestly, sandwich, potato, item, ice cream. Perfect business model. That's a great way. Right, yeah. Um, That's my food pyramid right there. Yeah. 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 In any order, really. Mm-hmm. Ice cream at the bottom. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the most famous lunch counter is probably the Woolworths lunch counter yeah. um, from in Greensboro. But actually, the first Woolworths was opened in Indiana. Oh, dang. New Albany, Indiana. Interesting. Um, so this business concept gave people, like, a little place to have lunch, dine in the middle of the day, and then get back to their work day. And obviously, many of us know the story of, like, lunch counters being uh, sort of one of the linchpins of uh, the movement to desegregate yeah. uh, public access places yeah. in the South. And that occurred at the Greensboro, North Carolina, Woolworths. Yeah. It occurred all over the South, but mm-hmm. that was the main one. And you can actually see that lunch counter in the Smithsonian uh, Museum of American History in Washington, oh, D.C. That's cool. So get your trip booked. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, man, you got to go with me sometime. She, so she's taken how many field trips there? Um, I took... Four sets of eighth graders Ugh. to Washington, D.C. Probably like 500 <laughs> kids total. Fuck. I can get you where you need to be in Washington, D.C. <laughs> that is for sure. I'm saying we'll go for a weekend. It'll be a lot more fun. It's way more fun with grown-ups. Yeah. No offense, kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, well, I'm not... 
Don't to be honest, hopefully more. there's no fucking kids listening to this podcast. Yeah, well, if you're on this podcast, turn it off, go outside. Yeah. We'll give you a moment to do that. Right, mm-hmm. yes. It's definitely a cool part of our history. Mm-hmm. I feel like the most similar thing to that now would be like food courts and malls. Because it like yeah. combines that like shopping yeah. and dining experience. Yeah. But there's really it's, nothing quite yeah. like that anymore, I don't Right. Think. Well, so me and my bestie, and this has probably been like six years ago, we drove down to, to visit our friends. And they were like, oh yeah, we're, you know, we're, we'll stop at the store, but we're going to get a beer first. And we were like, okay, cool. So they drive us to the store and we're like, well, I thought we were going to like go to a bar and get a beer before we went to the store. And they're like, oh no, there's a bar in the store. Mm. So like literally in the middle of this grocery store, there's like a bar counter. You just oh, walk nice. up, they serve beer and wine. Well, okay. I was oh, like, why don't more places do this? Oh, actually, that's like Starbucks at Target, now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. kind of like the like Starbucks that. at Target. Yeah, except, except alcohol. Yeah. That was beer, and then you yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you get a ham sandwich yeah. or whatever. Alcohol or coffee, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Yeah, there's got to be something. More yeah. grocery stores really need to be looking into this. Yeah. Because you know what's unbearable? Fucking grocery store. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unaltered. Yeah, I went today for like a quick trip. I was only in there for maybe 35 minutes. That's too long. And 20 of those minutes was in line waiting to cash out. Ugh. And I was using the self-checkout line too. Like that's just how busy that fucking place was. I have so many grocery store opinions. I guess that's for another podcast though. We don't want to alienate any listeners with my grocery store (laughs) tirades. We can definitely talk about how not to be a dick at a grocery store for a solid Special hour and episode, a half, so. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of debate over uh, the first fast food chain, and I cannot say that this is factual, but I read a lot of articles, so I'm just playing the numbers game on this one. So don't get mad at me if it's not actually mm-hmm. correct. Uh, I just, yeah. Uh, so supposedly Nathan's Hot Dog is the first fast food chain starting in 1916. But White Castle popped up a lot as the first opening in 1920. Um, but I think it's mostly because that was like the first burger place. And a lot of people think of fast food as burger places. So I don't know. There's some debate there. Yeah, just find somebody that disagrees with you, arm wrestle, and just decide for yourself. Yeah, yeah. At the, I mean, at the end of the day, does it really matter? But No, because it's like yeah. hot dogs or White Castle. Yeah. You know. But I'm like, I mean, I can't, I, I'm not a White Castle fan, sorry. Uh, How about people in the 1920s just get you a Crave case? Yeah. Get you a Crave <laughs> case. Put it, in your, <laughs> put it in your briefcase like Don Draper. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, man. Can you imagine, like, if Mad Men had, like, a late night around the table <laughs> White and just, like, White Castle stacked up in the what middle. What a disaster. And just smoking their cigarettes and drinking their, so their bourbon and their... Yeah. Smell that in there. Oh, God. Ooh. Yeah, I, I'm not a big White Castle person. I'm not against White Castle, if you yeah. like it, dear yeah. listener. But, um, yeah. Anybody, yeah. did you? Did anybody do time at a franchise? No. I did time at a franchise. I did yeah. McDonald's yeah. for, like, yeah. five years. Yeah. Excellent learning experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. Learn a lot about the world and the public working at <sighs> McDonald's. Yeah, that's, people suck. Yeah, fast food people? Hooey. Right. I'm I... I always try to be nice. I like fast food, to be honest, but... Yeah. yeah. I love me some McDonald's, man. Mm. It's consistent. Yeah. Franchise fast food. Most consistent mm-hmm. food out there. You know what? And I, uh, I love me some Subway, and people 
tend to hate when I say that to them because they want to like tell me all the horror stories about Subway. And I'm like, have you ever tried to ruin a fat chick's favorite meal? Because I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) Well, also like, okay, you want to go to the store and buy all the sandwich ingredients that you can get on your Subway sub for $8? Yeah. I'm like, just leave me alone. It's like me trying to make a Long Island at home. Like, yeah. I might buy all that stuff. It's like $100. Yeah. You still have to make it yourself? But yeah, there's like, you know, when people get in that conversation of what fran- or, you know, what fast food franchise um, sandwiches is the best, and I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I just, I dig me some Subway. I don't know what to tell you. You're just a simple gal. I'm a simple gal. Get you a sandwich. I need mm-hmm. me a Subway sub, some chippies, and a root beer. That's it. Yeah, uh, and then casual dining kind of became very popular in the 1990s from what I read, and that had a lot to do with like the increase of women joining the workforce. Um, Might have been like late 80s too you know so they made it easy and affordable and helped families that you know had two working parents which i remember you know being young like we didn't go out to eat a lot but it was nice when we did get to go out to eat mom didn't have to come home from work and make food yeah it was it was definitely kind of it was like a treat even if it you know we were just going to like an applebee's or whatever so yeah i remember um might be uh, advertising my age a little bit but the old book it I don't know the book it. Book? You didn't do book it? Oh, is that Pizza Hut? Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. I did that. You read your books, get your mm-hmm. stickers, go to Pizza Hut, get your personal pan. Oh, yeah, girl. No, I, I do remember Pizza that. Pizza Hut. Yeah. Those little cinnamon sticks and the pudding. Yeah. Pizza Ooh. Hut's gone downhill. That's yeah. I don't can't trust every back. Pizza Hut the way you could before. Yeah. But book it, you know. Yeah, that's great. Good job tricking people to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a treat. We, don't, we need to do that for grownups now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, hey, if somebody wants to send pizza to my house every time I finish a book, I'll fucking finish one today. <laughs> yeah. Give yeah. me my personal uh, pan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm a little bit bigger now. So I could take a full small, okay? <laughs> we'll do a small. A little pepperoni bacon, just mm-hmm. saying. The books are harder when you're a grown up, too. So yeah, yeah, you deserve true. more pizza. That's mm-hmm. true. I don't know well, how inflation accounts for the books. I don't know. Yeah. Pizza pepper. Hut will figure it out. There's more yeah. pepperoni for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you it's yeah, you need yeah. more peps. But they should definitely like bring it back bring for grown ups. Like please read a news article yeah. and you may have a breadstick. Yeah, you know what? Your company should do something like that. So like you do like a book it and every book you read, you get like ten percent off of a beer. Hmm. I mean, you guys got a book club. The book so. club does do that. I did. I did. Oh, they do a discount a book, I implemented a book it type program. We had to call it something else for Obviously. legal reasons. But yeah. if you went to every book club this year, you do get a yeah. pizza or calzone. Yeah, I didn't make it to any of this. Nostalgia. Well, you know. Yeah, I like it. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. So, um, businesses... If you're listening, yeah, um, bring that shit back. Implement. I'll do. I'll do tricks. Feel I'll do free s- to bribe us. Wait, you know, smart tricks for. I'll read stuff. Okay. <laughs> I'll read a news article. Sorry, all you said at first was I'll do tricks. So <laughs> I was like, sit, stay, shake. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I was like, read will be the main one. Lindsay, I don't know if Grandma listens to this, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's into podcasts. Sorry for cursing, Grandma, if you're listening to this. Oh, man. Yeah. She already she's knows. She's used to us, so she's definitely used to me anyway. We she's, don't curse because of you. I think the first time I cussed in front of Grandma, I apologized, and she was like, why? And I yeah. was like, okay. So She goes, I have no illusions as to who you are. You're fine. <laughs> but you be you. And Grandma like, does okay. know what's up. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so anybody, just, I'll read. Mm-hmm. I will read for your food and beverage. Yeah. 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 True. Very true. Let's get this going, guys. 
Uh, yeah, so my favorite casual dining restaurant, and I'm going to ask you guys the same here in a minute, so start thinking, mm-hmm. that I miss, that is gone now, Chi Chi's. Oh, oh, yeah, man. Chips. They had great chips and mm. salsa and the little nachos. Like, oh, man. The I fried miss ice cream. Oh, yeah. That was the Chi Chi's phrase was excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, Chi Chi's. So good. That's so, like, back in the day in high school, me and my friends would go there. That's what we did. Like, Chi-Chi's. that was our Friday night out. Mm-hmm. We had our, our regular server. Mm hmm. Who probably hate us the first time until we all left a bunch of money. And yeah, did you like, take, okay, care take care of her? Okay, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. You knew yeah. what was up. Oh, yeah. Well, Mom had already worked in a restaurant. Yeah. Then, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, that was probably the first person I ever tipped 10 bucks <laughs> for just serving me. Like, here's mm-hmm. 10. <laughs> she was like, welcome, yeah. little high school welcome babies. Come mm-hmm. on in. But, yeah, so what's one that uh, you guys remember from your childhood that may or may not still be here? Because there's not a lot left. Yeah. One that I, like, I don't really go there anymore because the it just seems, like, different than it was. Maybe I'm different. Maybe the restaurant's different. Yeah. The Bees, the classic Applebee's. Yeah. Mm. I love me some half-price apps. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just can't do it anymore. It's a little much on the tummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. Applebee's was was pretty good back in the day. Yeah, it was. Back in the day, it was. I think I ha- I personally have a little PTSD when it comes to Applebee's because the bar I worked at 10 years ago, the first kitchen manager slash chef came from Applebee's, so he literally just renamed every item on their menu mm. and created <laughs> that. So I wasn't working at Applebee's, but I was working at Applebee's. I feel like chef is a very generous way to refer to someone, though. Mm. Yeah, he, well, he was a piece of shit, Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> probably not a sh- a cook, maybe, but yeah. not a chef. Yeah, he wanted mm-hmm. us to call him chef. <laughs> and I was like, bro, no. Just take whatever you get called and be yeah. happy from summer. Yeah, I remember you there was one shit. night he was, uh, well, he was drunk, which seems to be a theme in my life. Um, So he was drunk and he was being a dick on the on the line and he snapped at me. And I don't, I don't even remember what he snapped at me, but it was... It was pretty bad, so I stopped what I was doing, and I looked at him and I said, I'm not the fucking one, bro. Not the fucking one. Yeah. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. I love when people do that to yeah. you, Summer. Yeah. It's a joy to watch yeah. as someone that has known you for my whole entire life. Yeah. When she starts twitching yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> if Summer stops what she's doing in a restaurant to address your behavior... Yeah. You fucked it up. Yeah, you fucked it up. You fucked it up, kid. Because Summer's always moving in a restaurant. Yeah. So if she stopped, that's bad news bears. Right. For mm-hmm. sure. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Heather, what's your... I gotta chance? go with, like, TGI Fridays, probably. Because I'm from Muncie, and oh, okay. we didn't have a lot. And yeah. that was something I remember, like, going all the way to Indianapolis mm. to be able to have. And I think they did eventually get one in my hometown. But nice. that felt like a special treat. That's a good one. And they had yeah. some cool appetizers, like... Yeah. That was, that was worth a trip. Yeah, we worked at uh, at Champs together, me and Lindsay did, and uh, we would go over there after work <laughs> Sometimes. for a little while to CGI Fridays. I wasn't 21 during the Champs time, yeah. so I didn't do that many after work yeah. activities. Yeah. But, yeah I was usually stuck rolling everybody's silverware. <laughs> That was like, hey, roll my silverware. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a baby. I'm just a baby. Okay, I'll roll your silverware. Go get plastered at TGI Fridays. Right. But yeah, I remember going there. They have got, they got good food. I just, you know, I don't think a lot of places have good bar food anymore. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Not like, chains. Yeah. No. no, you gotta have somebody cooking that with a little little love in their heart or rage in their eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like me. Either way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is not true. I can't cook good butter food. Uh, I can warm up some queso for you guys if you want. Mm. Actually, I ate it all yesterday. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, today's craze for restaurants has become like locally owned and or farm to table sort of restaurants. Like the the franchise casual dining restaurants are becoming a thing of the past. Like you can look at it and just see it all the, all of the restaurants we've lost, you know. I think Applebee's is probably on their way out if they're not careful. Please don't sue me Applebee's. Wait, hey Applebee's, I got faith that you can turn it around. Yeah. I just if you just there's... quit putting your liquor in buckets and scooping it out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll be a good first step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, I mean I drive by the one that was near me and it's just never busy. And I'm right. like Yeah. yeah. It's just not where I wanna go. I think people have just found like stuff that fits them a little better food wise yeah. and and you know, service wise and stuff like that. Yeah. Well I think it's the you know, the locally owned has become a big thing. Like people want to support people in their community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they wanna know the owners, they want to help people like Locally owned places, if you go there, then you're helping somebody pay their bills and send their kids to college and feed their children, you know. And I think people, especially now after coming outside of COVID and all that stuff and watching people suffer a lot during that, like people want to help people, not corporations. you can brag about, like someone who cut cable or did marathons, you'd be like, I don't go to chains. Yeah. And then you can flex on people. I do CrossFit and then I go to my favorite locally owned (laughs) restaurant. Yeah. Or get on your Peloton. Yeah. So. Um, I think also, like, I've worked at a variety of food establishments. Yeah. And I think that locally owned restaurants make more of an effort to take care of their people. Yeah. And so they have more experienced professional service staff. Yeah. And that is who keeps patrons coming back. Yeah. Um, people come back to see summer, you yeah. know, or whatever, whoever. So I think yeah. it's like, it's like the status move of like i only eat locally owned farm to table items but also like you do have a better experience a lot of times and they're so much easier to work for like corporate places have you doing wacky ass side work and stuff and the locally owned places are like hey keep it clean roll some silverware Mm -hmm. go home yeah don't bring them please yeah Yeah, take your money please lock the doors (laughs) yeah exactly I agree. No, I agree. I think I think locally owned places are great, especially if they know what they're doing. But yeah, so farm to table restaurants for any of our non industry people out there, uh, that basically means that they're using locally grown organic ingredients. You know, some of these restaurants are actually on a farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will warn you guys, not all restaurants that say they are farm-to-table are actually farm-to-table. You're getting the same frozen ingredients. Yeah, some of it might come from a farm, but, like, yeah. a lot of it still comes from Cisco. Yeah. Shout-out to Cisco. Yeah, shout-out. Mm-hmm. Sponsor the podcast. Yeah, which is, you know, <laughs> honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, okay. that's the concept of restaurants right Yeah. There. But if you're going to advertise that you're farm-to-table, you better fucking be farm-to-table. better have a chicken out back. Yeah. We'll see it. Maybe not chicken out back, but... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, a place that advertises that they're farm-to-table, if you ask them where they get can their meat products... Can you drive me to the produce? Yeah. Or like, the... Can you tell me what farm you get this meat from? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, I worked at a place. It was a corporation, but it was a cool corporation. Um, and they actually had like lamb that came from a local farm. So that was really cool. And that was something yeah. they were proud of. And we talked about it with our guests. And uh-huh. I thought that was interesting. But a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people that just throw that term around. Right. And they're just using the same stuff that fr- that everybody gets. I'm like, well, that's not. Yeah, they use it to like replace like home cooked or like, you yeah. know, like a family recipe driven restaurant. Yeah. And that's not really. Uh, um, yeah. You know, a lot of people have ethical concerns and they want to know where their meat came from and yeah. be able to source it. And uh, Yeah. Well, I'm like, you know, you don't have to use the term farm the table. You could say, like, fresh ingredients. Yeah. It's it's pretty much the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But don't say farm the table if right. you're not doing farm the table. Don't yeah. do that thing that Gordon Ramsay picks people apart for where you've got catch of the day yeah. on your menu and you're landlocked. Like, yeah. don't tell me this fish was yeah. caught today, today. Oh, at yeah. all. That reminds me. So, or in the last five days. Yeah, at the bar that I worked at 10 years ago, they, they had fish and chips on their menu. It was like twelve ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine, whatever it was. And some lady is like, oh, so is it fresh? <laughs> and Man. I was like, well... <laughs> It has recently Define been thawed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's good. And she goes, but is it fresh? And I was like... I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm literally, like, not going to lie to you. We are in a landlocked state, mm-hmm. and this fish and chips is twelve ninety nine. Mm-hmm. We did not fly it in this morning. Yeah. It is not fresh. This is not the famous steakhouse in downtown Indianapolis. Okay, I don't know how many names mm-hmm. I can say yeah. on your podcast. But, like, they get their fish flown in, some of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, go go to one of those if you actually Ma'am, it's care. February. Yeah. Like, we didn't. yeah. And do you want me to have caught your fish out of the local reservoir? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, we just went over here and, and, and went fishing this morning. Yeah, one you of the You know that out back? That's where we get all the of our fish. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We actually just, we take the frozen fish and we just dump it in there and then we go out there and we pretend that we're fishing for them. So that, yeah, it's, it was freshly caught this morning. Yeah, we caught it right out of that bag. Yeah. So that's another, like, know where you're going, guys. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to get fresh fish for $12.99 in a landlocked state. That's like, I personally, I don't eat seafood in a landlocked state unless Mm -hmm. it's shrimp. And that's mostly because I like the cocktail sauce. Not going to lie. Um, you could also just give some of the um, condiments that go along with the shrimp. And that's true. Be fine. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of a ridiculous thing. And also, like, don't eat any food really outside of where it's a regional specialty because you're yeah. gonna just be disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Don't go to the East Coast and ask for a pork tenderloin because it's probably not gonna be that good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't try to get grits in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably not gonna be that good. Yeah. Unless that cook came from the South. Yeah. And eh, they're probably cooking grits in the South if they wanted to. Right, yeah. But I will say, so the most popular craze right now today in our industry, can you guys guess it? Delivery apps. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Yeah. I know there are times that I'm lazy and I'm like, okay, I don't want to go. I don't have anything here to eat. I don't want to have, like, crackers for dinner. Right. And I spend $50 to get something shipped to my house. Delivered, I guess is a better word. And it's it's cold. It's not good. Like, what, how is this a fucking thing? I just don't, I don't know. People do it all the time, though. Yep. Like, yeah. All the it's time. It's like convenience. I mean. Yeah. That's what you're paying extra for. Yeah. I think it's cool that people can, like, make a living mm-hmm. doing that. But it's like... One of those things that everybody does it, but it's, like, not really beneficial for anyone outside yeah. of the convenience. Like, the food is worse. Yeah. Um, it's more expensive. It's way more expensive. Yeah. The restaurant staff is, like, not necessarily making any money. Mm-hmm. 
off of your order. And then, so they're taking away from their other guests to put this stuff together and read it off the tablet, put the order in and put it together for you. And then the delivery driver comes and they're usually super stressed out because yeah. they got a hundred orders or they've only gotten one order today and then they're not making any money. Yeah. So it's like everybody has a bad time yeah. in relation to this food. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, it's just, I don't know. But I was reading, online ordering has grown 300% faster than dine-in ordering since 2014. I believe that for sure. It's like so, it is really easy. I went to college at IU in Bloomington and like way before Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, any of those were ever a thing, there was this website called B-Town Menus and you could order online from like so many restaurants in Bloomington and get it delivered to you. Like I'm sure there were lots of small run websites with like a group of delivery drivers doing the same thing in various cities but it was like the coolest thing yeah um and the food from that was actually usually pretty good but then these like big corporations got a hold of it and found every single way to mess it up yeah i will say it's really cool my sister's at ball state right now and they have a small fleet of like 10 or 12 little robots with wheels and they will deliver food anywhere on campus from any of the dining halls it's like a $2 delivery fee because the robot does it. It's not a person. So it's just like, you'll see them. They have like traffic sensors so they know when to safely cross the street. And they're so, so cute. It's like picture Wally, but like oh bringing you I love that. They're adorable. They're so, so cute. That is what we should be using robots for. <laughs> right? No <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Like, how cute is that? Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody else. Mm -hmm. Be like Muncie. (laughs) Brand new sentence. (laughs) 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 Spoken here for the first time. TM. They didn't have that. Muncie, you go ahead and pay me later. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, but no, like delivery apps roughly accounts for 40% of restaurant sales. Dang. I'm sure the pandemic had a lot. For yeah. sure. I think a lot of people, like, introverted people kind of mm-hmm. gave up on the indoor dining. Right. Not necessarily even just because, like, they don't want to get COVID. I think it's mm-hmm. just, like, they were like, I can just eat Especially this at Especially the contactless yeah. delivery option where yeah. I'm like, don't knock on my door, my dogs will get mad, but also I will too. Like, just yeah. leave it at the door. And we don't yeah. need our blood pressure to go up before we eat our mm-hmm. dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once but on all of my apps, because, you know, it might sound like I'm talking shit. I'm not, because I do <laughs> use them. I just always feel bad every time mm-hmm. I use it, to be honest. Um, it, it says notes for driver do not ring my bell mm-hmm. do not knock dogs mm-hmm. will bark yeah and it's randomly they'll they'll out of habit ring the probably, bell. And I'm like, yeah. what yeah. the fuck mm-hmm. i'm like you saw the ten dollar tip on there right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like my no one says take dogs away. will go crazy i will go crazy thank yeah. you yeah <laughs> Love. I might have to change it. <laughs> yeah. That's the delivery apps is like such a wild thing because yeah. it really took off. Like I said, like it feels like it's to everybody's detriment, but it's like so convenient. But you yeah. can send stuff to other people too. Oh, yeah. I've done that. I someone yeah. like knew I was having a bad day at work and she sent me macarons. And Ooh. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I first, I cookies. thought, like, why yeah. is someone coming in here with a bag? That can't be for me. I didn't order anything. And it was for me. Oh, like that's very sweet. Mm-hmm. I like that. Nobody ever sends me food. Somebody send me some fucking food. <laughs> yeah, me too. Jesus. I'm at home three days a week. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've sent cookies. Mm. I sent a friend some soft pretzels with various toppings and dips. That's nice. That was pretty cool. You can get anything through those delivery apps depending on what you want to pay for it. Or give somebody credit for the delivery apps. Yeah. They can pick their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sitting here wondering as we're talking about (laughs) the delivery apps. Well, one, if somebody's going to send me food tonight. Uh, Two, is this a big crave outside of America? Hmm. Or Because it also, like, look, and I'm not talking shit about America because I love America. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's a lazy country. We will find the path of least resistance when it comes to food. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm wondering if it's if it's just that where it's just like we're all just too lazy to go out right. and do anything. It's that little And that's why it just keeps being a thing. Hot and ready. Is it yeah. good? It's hot and ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So I'm wondering, like to all of our, our listeners outside of America's, because we do have several mm-hmm. countries that are listening to us. Thank you, guys. Yeah. If you could just, like, email us and let us know if, like, delivery apps and getting delivery is as big in your country as it is mm-hmm. here in America. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah. But you also, like, you know, a lot of the United States is not made to be walkable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you even just, like, go to, like, Chicago... Yeah. Like a perfectly normal city to live in. You can walk for like 15 or 20 minutes and you've walked by a pub, 10 pizza restaurants, African food, Mm -hmm. Chinese food, sushi, (laughs) tacos, whatever. Mm -hmm. Whereas like around here where we live, we can hardly walk to any restaurants. Yeah. 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 Well, that's like even like even downtown Indianapolis, our I don't think that there's really, outside of, like, what, Mass Ave, there's not that many places that you can just, like, walk up and down and have all of these options No, there's, to. like, one day a week when food trucks come at lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of rotate yeah. where they go. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be really interesting to know. Yeah, if they use it. But, I mean, also, like you said, it may just be they've got more things conveniently available That's why to we them. love fairs and festivals, because then there's actually food yeah. everywhere Ooh. you look. Well, I like fairs and festivals because that food is usually fried. You just fried. walk around eating. You know, it's yeah, great. it's food truck food, so it's like... Mm-hmm. Very healthy. We got a fryer and my a griddle. Up. Yeah, it's like super healthy for you. Mm-hmm. It's like fat girl fucking heaven right there. Truly. <laughs> And you can just give those people cash and they don't hassle you like a lot of other people. Right? Yeah. It's true. nice. True, true. But yeah, I'm interested to see uh, what the next big craze in, in America's restaurant history is going to be. Hopefully I'm still around for it. I, I hope so. Well, I had a psychic tell me I was going to live till I'm 100, so. But I, that sounds awesome. I hope you do. Sure. You're going to have to take care of me, dear cousin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know what I would predict the next big craze to be. Yeah. I mean, I would love for it, the next big craze to be people bringing back nostalgia at restaurants like Chi-Chi's. Mm. Come on, good. somebody more, bring it back. drive-ins man. with Ooh. hot girls on roller skates. Well, yeah, there's like, there's one drive-in here in Indiana. Mm-hmm. I have not like been there, but. Some shakes. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Drive-ins would be good. The, like, classic diner. Yeah. I was watching a show about diners. Not the show about diners, mm-hmm. but a show about diners. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the concept is just so cool. It's like, anybody from any walk of life, yeah. come on into the diner, get you, like, a comforting meal that's going to fill you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beverages, milkshakes, soft party, drinks. Party sandwich. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good sandy. salad or yeah. something. Just, I think that that's very cool. And a lot of restaurants are like trying to out-fancy the restaurant down the strip mall, right? Yeah. Um, I think just, like, bringing back, like, the classics, like yeah. your grandma cooks yeah. would be mm. awesome. So there is a uh, new British restaurant not far from here, and by here I mean my home, that's so, that has bangers and mash 
on their menu, mm-hmm. and I have not had bangers and masks since uh, your business did that month over pub, pub, the British pub. We got to go sometime pop-up, because yeah. I am. I wonder if they got Scotch eggs too. I'm pretty sure they do. I think I saw that they do. Yeah, I could go for some real, real fish and chips, mm-hmm. like in the bag right. thing. Oh, so I'm pretty excited to go try that place out. Yeah, I was like, as soon as I saw bangers and mash, I was sold. Got anything else to teach? No, I think just like <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, shout out to all my fellow educators who are also doing some time in the food service industry there's a lot of us yeah um you know getting our our money getting our adult time in (laughs) yeah at the restaurant where we also work to supplement our income yeah hey uh quick question uh while we're on this subject what's worse to deal with drunk people or children Drunks. Drunks, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, entitled drunks, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of times entitled drunks don't want to pay you for their behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no. kids don't have any money, so I can't yeah. really shake them down. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the entitled drunks, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I don't deal with the kids anymore, but... So that's really a testament to yeah. how much we need to be behaving ourselves <laughs> at restaurants. <laughs> The teacher has spoken. Yes. She will give you detention. Stop being a dick. Yeah. Or I will just tell you not to come back to the restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Which is detention in and of itself because I work in an awesome restaurant. Yeah. And it is never too late to stop being a dick, just so everybody knows. Friendly reminder. Yeah. Friendly reminder. That is accurate. Yeah. You can, we can always change. Change is possible. That is accurate. You know, come to the restaurant to get restored. Yeah. And restore our wallets on the way out. Restore your energy. Restore my faith in humanity. Yeah. You can be a decent person while you do it. Right, guys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, so that's going to be it for us today. Like I said, it's season two finale. So we're going to be taking five weeks off. We'll be back. I think it's August 18th. I should have wrote it down, but it's around then. Mm -hmm. I will advertise it. But yeah, we're going to relax and work on some things for next season. We're pretty excited about next season we're excited about all seasons but right. very excited uh so yeah keep sharing it we didn't we didn't take over the u.s today or no. this season so, close. so we're about half a little over halfway there we're gonna need to get all 50 states next season so mm-hmm. share it or else yeah if you guys know people in the dakotas <laughs> share it with somebody in the dakotas come on man mm-hmm. let's get out to montana there are people there with yeah, smartphones so. and restaurants yeah yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, people like us, I think. I haven't heard otherwise. Sure. Nobody's emailing me any concerns, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you better not. All right. Yeah, but if you guys, uh, if you have an episode that you really want to hear from us next season, mm-hmm. you can always email those over to us at yeah. hownottobeadickpodcast at gmail.com. Gets you some sweet merch. So you're ready for next season. You can head over to our Facebook page and check that Etsy link out. But I think that's going to be it for us. So we hope you guys uh, have a great weekend and a great couple weeks. And we'll see you here in about five weeks, okay? Bye. Door cut. Kitchen is closed. Don't forget to roll your silverware. Last call.